Welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money, whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Hi, this is Charles Kelly, Money Tips Daily, bringing you money tips to help you save, earn, invest, accumulate, and enjoy more money. Uh, thanks for joining me on Facebook and on my podcast, and anywhere else you, you know you're, you're tuning in. And also, you know, you can find my blogs on MoneyTipsDaily.com. Uh, I'm having trouble with my iPhone at the moment, and you know, I'm not telling you this to, to complain about it because it's it's not that old. The phone, less than two years. And it's already starting to freeze up, battery running out. And I, I believe this is a deliberate attempt by Apple to get you to change phones. I mean, people in the in the business have told me this, that this is what they do. They start slowing down service to get me to upgrade from a 10 to an 11 when really there's nothing wrong with the phone. And what environmentalists are telling us is that, you know, the metals in there are precious and that they're getting thrown away on landfill sites. And, and, and these metals are, are quite precious. We should be trying to use these phones for longer. But how can we do that when the service providers and companies like Apple deliberately slow your phone down? I mean, sometimes it just freezes and it just I can't do anything on the screen. It just freezes completely. Now, you might say, oh, do your updates. Yeah, I've done my updates. Yes, I've done all that. And I've updated the software. Although I don't see why that should make any difference at all. But I've done all that. Anyway, today I wanted to talk to you about uh, UK jobs and the UK job market. This has come out because an election's coming up. And, you know, obviously both parties are promising this and promising that and saying um, they can do better for you. They're going to spend more money. Uh, but the fact is that the UK job market here is strong. Uh, I believe unemployment is is around 3.8%. Now, in 1980, unemployment was approaching 12%. And yet even then I was able to get jobs, you know, I was in employment, but times were, were tough then. It was, a, I think, a worse recession. Interest rates were high. Things were hard for a few years there. And now, yes, there is there has been austerity for the last uh, few years, but the job market is strong. So what kind of jobs do British people do? Now, I mentioned this because I was, I was on a property uh, mastermind recently, as, as you probably gathered from my posts. And I was on a table with a guy from Greece and talked to him about Greece, you know, why he's here and that sort of thing. He said, well, I said, I, I know things were tough in Greece. And he said, well, it wasn't that bad. You know, all the media says that. I said, but weren't there a few riots? And he said, well, there are a few riots, but every country has riots. He said, so things are not bad in Athens. So I said, so the obvious question then is, well, what are you doing here in London if, if things are so great there? And he said something interesting. He said, the UK is the, the best place to make money or the best place to build wealth in the whole of Europe. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, it's very hard to build wealth in Athens and if you're starting from scratch and you haven't got family money. And he, he's work, worked in other countries in, in Europe. And he said it's the same thing, that other countries do not have the entrepreneurial spirit that we have in the UK. It's harder to raise money. It's harder to to just do things. You know, people are much more conservative. So he feels that the best place in Europe to make money is, is in the UK. And I've seen this with companies coming to Britain to to raise funds through angel funding and venture capital funding. 
So what, what type of jobs can you expect to get in the UK if you come to work in the UK? Well, most jobs in the UK are in the services industry. We're not really a heavy manufacturing com- country anymore, although we still do manufacture things. But most jobs are, uh, th- there's a breakdown here, 25% of jobs are in public admin, education and health. So the health service, teaching, they, they employ a lot of people. But if you take that as a percentage, 25%, that's not too bad. In some countries, public service jobs, state jobs are, are well over half the jobs in the whole country. And that that's I, I don't think that's sustainable. 22% are in finance and business. Obviously, the city being a massive employer in the UK and, and a massive contributor to our GDP and our wealth. Uh, this is not just in banking, but it's in, in the stock market, city trading, and also insurance, which has always been a high invisible earner. Things like Lloyds of London. Lloyds of London has nothing to do with Lloyds Bank. It's it's an insurance market that's been around for hundreds of years. It was almost formed you know, in the city of London. The insurance market, the stock market was all formed in that area. And it was a very clever way of raising money for, for projects and then provide an insurance for for shipping, for businesses and and all sorts of things. So that's in the city. Then 21% are in retail, hotel and restaurants. Obviously London, just London alone gets nearly 20 million tourists. You know, if you go into London right now, it's packed with tourists, going to the theatre, hotels, restaurants, bars, uh, nightlife, all the attractions on in London. And, and, you know, the tubes and everything are packed with people. Then talking about tubes, transport 10%, in transport and communications, other services, 6%, 8% is manufacturing, 7% is construction, which I, w- I was a bit surprised. Uh, I thought there'd be more people in construction because there's a lot of construction projects going on. And then 2% in agriculture, which um, is, is also surprising because we, we're a big farming country. You know, if you go outside of London, it, it, there's it, it's agriculture. So that's a, a few facts about the kind of jobs you'd expect now. Growing trend also is more women are in, are in work and, you know, women make up about half the workforce, but more people are staying in work late longer. So that's an important trend to note that in 1990, the proportion of people in work who were over 50 was 21%. It's now 32%. Well, I said half, nearly half the people in work are women. That's gone up substantially since the, the 70s and early 80s. But it's a trend that more people are working longer. Now, I'm not sure it's because they want to work longer. I think it's got more to do with the fact that perhaps they cannot afford to retire because they haven't got the pensions that they had in past years. So is that a worrying trend? Well, I've said it before and I've said it in my book, Money Can Buy You Happiness, that pensions is, is a big time bomb that's coming, that, that so many people have, have not got enough savings to retire the average savings in the uk is around five thousand pounds well how's that going to help you retire so you can see now the figures are bearing out what i have noticed anecdotally that people are working longer in into their working life and perhaps they'll be working until they almost drop because they, they just won't be able to afford to retire and a lot of people are in problems with things like housing mortgages mortgages are difficult to get now when you're older some people can't renew their mortgages. So there's there's a lot of people underlying that you don't see in the economy that are in problems and having problems. A lot of the retail sector jobs have closed down this year. 2,800 jobs, 2,800 stores have closed down in the first half of this year. And you know there have been some big closures because of the Amazon effect. 
people buying stuff online i i say support your high street and try and buy stuff in shops don't just order you know order stuff online if you want when you need to but don't do it as a matter of automatic course i mean who wants to buy stuff online and then go to one of these places in the back of a car park to get your stuff out of a box i mean that's not much fun for shopping is it really and they have to send it back because it doesn't fit go to the shop and, and try stuff and buy it there that's that's my view and self-employed people the number of self-employed people is rising rapidly it's gone from three and a half million in 2005 up to nearly five million now and temporary workers uh there's, there's still a lot of temporary workers part-time workers the number of workers on zero hour contracts has gone up in from 2005 to nearly a million now these are people who are on contracts which they're not on a regular job they're they're on contracts where the employer can use them for x amount of hours or they can work for x amount of hours and then uh, if they're not needed they're not employed uh, the bbc make a big deal out of this on the news but in fact they're, they're one of the worst culprits they employ you know, thousands of people most of their people on zero hour contracts and they never take them on for permanently. I, I had tenants who worked at the BBC and they'd been there for 12 years and, and still didn't have a regular permanent job. They were taken on for six, nine months, laid off, come back next year because we don't want you to be a permanent feature, uh, a permanent employee. Well, that that's um, not a very honest way of employing people for a big organisation that is funded by us, the taxpayer, the state, if you like. Uh, full-time jobs are, are, are still the norm the job market in the uk 30 million people work in the uk yeah and then we, we have a, in those we have self-employed part-time but the the actual full-time employees are, are up to sort of 16 million so that there's still a, a strong job market and the number of hours have gone down that people work on average uh now obviously you know if you go back to sort of the 1800s people working 63 hours a week they were probably working six seven days a week on the farms you know from dawn till dusk well now the average apparently in 2015 had gone down to 32 hours i see this as a trend now the labor party have said that if they come into power they want to reduce the working week to four four days a week which is great you know they think, oh we'll all work four days a week and have fun but if you're an employer and you you run your business five and six days a week you know, what are you going to do? How are you going to find those other employees? You're going to have to take on more staff. It, it will cost more. So I, I personally think it's a ludicrous proposal and it will make us uncompetitive, especially with growing Asian markets. And it's just not going to work. It hasn't worked in France. It won't work here. Uh, the minimum wage is quite, it has helped people. It's gone up substantially. And also the amount that people pay in tax has gone down you know, now you can earn 12,000 a year before you pay any tax in the UK. So a lot of people on minimum wage are hardly paying any tax at all. And uh, pay is improving, but not for everyone. The, the amount of actual pay growth has slowed in the last few years. The, the, you know, if you go back to the actual growth in pay rate went down, it's now going up. But uh, the average wage is around about £500 a week, 27000 a year. That's the average wage, but it hasn't grown as much as it could have done because we, we've, we've had sort of recessionary trends over the last 10 years. You know, if you go back to 2010, the country was nearly bankrupt after the financial crisis. So the new government came in. They had to bring in measures to, to bring spending under control. So that's a few facts about UK jobs. If you're listening to this from abroad, then the UK still needs a lot of medical staff. It still needs teachers it needs highly skilled people 
Uh, I don't think we need more baristas and uh, casual labourers and cleaners. We need people who are highly skilled, nurses, doctors, those sort of workers that can come in and, and contribute to the economy because they will earn enough to pay tax. You know, a low skilled worker is not going to contribute to the country uh, because they're not going to be paying much tax and they will be a net drain on the on, on the economy because clearly if they're not paying tax but they're living here and maybe topping up their employment, their wages with benefits, uh, if they've got children as well, that costs money to send children to school, average of £5,000 per child. So nursing is, is still a shortage. It was a shortage when I was in nurse recruitment many years ago and it's come around full circle again that we need nurses now, but it is still difficult to come here as a nurse because you need the language qualifications, you need to pass the test. But NHS, NHS hospitals are recruiting and they will give assistance for people with uh, language tests and, and passing those online tests to come in to work in the UK. It's still a great place to, to live and work. You can get on here, you can get mortgages, you can buy properties. And I think it's still a, a great country you can get on here regardless of your family background and your history you know things are open here to everybody and you know there's great education here there's great education for people who want to to learn new skills that they've learned in in adult education there's lots of colleges and further education and and universities that work in the evenings around people that work you know mature students as they call them so i i still think it's a great country to live and i still think it would be a great country to live after Brexit, whichever way that goes. So there you go. That, that, that's a little bit about the UK job market. And as I said, we are a service-based economy with eight out of 10 jobs now going in, into some sort of services or that kind of industry. Okay, thanks for listening. And I, I'll speak to you again soon. This is Charles Kelly, bringing you money tips to help you save, earn, invest, accumulate, and enjoy more money. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. 